Welcome to the Jesus Everyday Podcast. Here you will hear Pastor Ethan Callison journey with people just like you from Fellowship Community Church. Our goal is to engage in God's Word to find Jesus in the Scriptures every day. We desire this podcast not to be a substitute for your Bible reading, but rather a compliment so that you encounter Jesus and live a changed life. Here's your host, Pastor Ethan Callison. Well, welcome to the Jesus Everyday Podcast. Every word, thought, verse, and chapter of the scriptures point us to the person of Jesus. My name is Ethan Callis, and I serve as one of the pastors here at Fellowship Community Church located in the Roanoke, Salem, Virginia areas. And I just want to say thank you for joining us in here, listening today uh, on the podcast. Uh, this week, we start for two weeks. Uh, Sarah Day from our North Campus joining us on. Sarah, is, uh, you've been in our life group, been a part of our life for, I don't know, like three years now, something like that. Then yeah, it's gone by fast. <laughs> <laughs> it has been. Uh, I'm thankful for that. Uh, I'm excited for for this week. Uh, today will be in Second Corinthians chapter 13. Then the rest of it will be in the Gospel of Mark. Uh, if you don't have a reading plan, make sure you scroll down into the show notes uh, and look at that link, screenshot it, print it off, whatever you need to do, uh, because we want this to not be a substitute for your reading in God's Word, but a compliment to you to model what it's like to read God's Word for everyday principles and practices to follow after the person. Of Jesus. Uh, so, Sarah, before we hop into 2 Corinthians 13, the question that I open up every guest with uh, What is one thing that a person should know about you if they know nothing about you? Well, um, I am pretty much an extreme extrovert. And with that comes that I really, really love people. Um, I struggle to be alone, even though God calls me to be alone at times to study his word. Um, And I really like to have fun with people, um, adults and really particularly little people, Um, whether it's doing mundane tasks or celebrating an occasion. I love to make things F-U-N fun. (laughs) So much so that my husband's family likes to refer to me as the fun coordinator, actually. (laughs) So if you need something fun. I'm your girl. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Always go out, go to bring a party. And, uh, you know, it's so, such interesting when you look at how you grew up and how that impacts you. Like, little things weren't part of my family. Like, even, like, streamers or, like, happy birthday signs. Like, that just wasn't us. It was like, you got a handwritten birthday card. That was about it. And love you, Mom. But that's what we got. And um, But you are just, like, all the little nicks and the nannies, the little things, the intricate details um, yes. to make, make yes. an experience fun. So, yep. Keeping life interesting. That's mm-hmm. right. Well, as we uh, hop in here, 2 Corinthians 13, what was the verse that the Holy Spirit illuminated that you highlighted and wrote down today, Sarah? So I, um, there were lots of really good verses in this chapter, but I highlighted verse 5 that says, Examine yourselves to see whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves, or do you not realize this about yourselves, that Jesus Christ is in you? Unless, indeed, you fail to meet the test. As you as you look at that verse, and even as you said, there's a lot here in this this chapter here. What what's going on? Can you explain a little bit of what, what's happening in this text? So <clears throat> this is the final chapter of um, Corinthians, and Paul is giving the people of Corinth a final warning to check themselves because they still don't really seem to grasp <laughs> who Jesus is. And as I was reading the verse just a second ago, I tried to emphasize, but um, Paul uses the words you or yourselves mm. seven times in this verse to really put an emphasis on yourselves. Mm. And this verse stood out to me because I feel like we're often very quick and ready to examine and test others. Mm. However, Paul reminds us that we must first examine and test ourselves. And this was actually, ironically enough, the problem at Corinth. They criticized Paul 
but yet they fail to examine themselves and their own hearts. Mm, that's good. Uh, it's really interesting when you when you look at that just from a, a Bible reading uh, tip or practice is picking up on those words that do repeat themselves over and over and over again, that that's, uh, that you looking at yourself introspectively. Um, has there been a point in time in your life that someone has either like helped you see something about yourself that you couldn't see, maybe you had a blinder to it or uh, the way that just helping you see, hey, there was this shortcoming in, in my life? Um, well, you know, I'd like to say that there's been lots of those times, but nothing has been more... Um, self-examining than in marriage (laughs) Um, and we Nate and I got married later in our 20s and so we both had kind of been a little more set in our ways Mm -hmm. so when two became one Mm -hmm. um, it was a little more of a struggle I'm convinced than had we been in our early 20s and we hadn't been so Mm -hmm. um, already um, I guess not glued to one another, but already less less prior experience. And mm-hmm. so I feel like our first couple of years of marriage um, and examining ourselves, each of us on our own, and trying to um, come together as one was a big challenge. And a lot of it was because we had our own ways of life prior to that. Mm-hmm. And we wanted to do it our own ways. And then when we you know, looked at it, it's like, well, really, it's not our own ways. It's really how are we coming together on God's way in mm. this? Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's a still a constant, not a constant, it's a still a, a, a sanctification process. But I feel like in marriage, you're living with this person. You are with them, not 24-7, but pretty close that you see a lot more faults than you do in other aspects of life. Mm-hmm. I think it's one way that the gospel is reflected or mirrored in marriage. That Not that you have to be married by any means, right. Paul would even say, you know, right, right. If you can, it's best to be single, right, right. Uh, which is interesting to walk through that. But anyway, um, is to see that like how a spouse can refine you and also your attitudes even in this, like, are you going to receive their their word to you? Are you right. <laughs> well, and, and it, it wasn't always received like that <laughs> initially, but over yep. time you realize, oh, the Lord has put this person in your life for that. And I mm-hmm. think even when you take it into friendships, it's the same yeah. way that it's like you have to have your God glasses on mm. in a sense that it's like, okay, if someone is coming to you and rebuking you or confronting you with sin, mm-hmm. it's because they love you mm-hmm. ultimately. And that's what your spouse is doing too. But we are very quick to like, whoa, 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 whoa. Mm. Like, don't call me a sinner. Yeah. Oh, wait, we're all sinners kind yeah. of thing. So. What happens on the flip side if a person never, like if, if you and Nate, if either one of you were to say, I'm not going to hear from the other side, what happens in, to a person if they just like shut down? Well, and we've been through seasons that mm. you just put up a wall mm. and then you lack vulnerability, you mm. lack communication. You then into and ultimately don't even want to be together because mm. uh, you frustrate me more than I love you. Like mm. I, I, you frustrate me more than I really enjoy you, kind mm. of thing. And so yeah. I think when we turn and say no, I'm not going to listen, or no, I'm not going to receive that feedback, we're doing ourselves a disservice ultimately. Mm. Interesting. I, I love it. Love it. Uh, so you know, we explained it. Maybe even got into a little bit of the apply there. But what are some principles of application from this text that that followers of Jesus are to do? So I sort of took it as okay. Test yourselves. What does it really mean that we are going to test ourselves? Mm-hmm. Um, and it it sort of tells us how to test ourselves in the second half of the verse. It says. 
we are to see if Jesus Christ is in you. Um, Paul stresses in one of his earlier letters in 1 Corinthians 3.16, the importance of the Holy Spirit in the life of a believer. Mm-hmm. And it says in 1 Corinthians 3.16, do you not know that you are a temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? This test doesn't ask how faithful you are to attend mm. church mm-hmm. um, or how well you say your mealtime prayers or how many Bible verses you have memorized. Paul's calling us to test our hearts and our mind to determine, is the Holy Spirit genuinely mm. at work? Mm. Yeah, even even things like that in the text of verse five here, like it says, examine yourselves and then test yourselves. So like even the the redundancy of that is is pretty interesting. Uh, and I love in verse six as he's continuing, he says, and I hope that you will find out that we have not failed the test. Like talking about him and Paul and Silas and possibly Timothy as well in there. Uh, yeah, that, that, that's really good. Uh, how do you how did you begin to apply or excuse me to respond to this text personally in your life? So I think initially. It sort of put me back a little bit at how many times I heard you, which Mm. is talking about me, um, because I'm just like hopefully maybe some of you that I'm quicker to examine other people's lives before my own. Um, But I, I think that we can easily say, oh, Jesus is working for me in all these ways, and these are the things that Jesus is doing for me. You know, he's given me a great family. Oh, he's given me a great church. Um, but am I allowing in return the Holy Spirit to work through me, mm. um, which is ultimately what, it, you know, is Jesus Christ in you? He can do things for us and not be in us. Mm-hmm. Um, he's always loving us. He's always going ahead of us. But am I really truly allowing the Spirit to work through me? Mm-hmm. Is what my um, my response was. There's always room for improvement yeah. there. Yeah, there's three things it says we do the Holy Spirit in the New Testament. We either grieve the Holy Spirit, we quench the Holy Spirit, or we obey the Holy Spirit. And it's so interesting thinking through that. Like we're meant to be a conduit, like for the Holy Spirit to go inside of us, but we don't just block it off, but through. Good stuff there, Sarah. Well, uh, thanks for joining us here today as we kick off uh, week 19 in 2023 through the New Testament. Uh, tomorrow we'll begin uh, Mark, the Gospel of Mark, getting back into uh, the Gospels this year since we uh, we started the year with Luke. So looking forward to that. But thanks again for joining us here today on the Jesus Everyday Podcast. Podcast.